This is Financial Wellness Radio with Rob Burnett and Lori Gross from Outlook Financial Center. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Rob and Lori provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Rob Burnett and Lori Gross on Financial Wellness Radio. Welcome to Financial Wellness Radio. I'm Rob Burnett from the Outlook Financial Center. I want to thank everyone listening to us live on our podcast or streaming on Troy Community Radio, WTJN 107.1 FM. And joining me in the studio today is our lead financial advisor and planner in the Troy office, Lori Gross. Good morning, Lori. Good morning. And no show here at Financial Wellness Radio is going to be complete without our radio Sherpa, our guide, the guy that won't let me touch anything, Mr. Tony Shore. Good morning, Tony. Uh, You're talking about me? I'm talking about you, man. (laughs) Sherpa? I don't know about that, but great to be here. Thanks for the wonderful intro. You guys are awesome, and I know I'm going to learn something today. Uh, I always do, and we're going to have some fun doing it. Right, Lori? Yes, we are. Are you excited? We always do. Have you had caffeine yet this morning? I have. I've moved on to my water, so (laughs) I'm good. Wow. Rob's the one that drinks coffee all day long, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, hook up the IV. (laughs) You and me both, buddy. So, Rob, how are you doing? Doing well. We've, uh, I'm finishing up the tax extension season, kind of a, of a side note, getting those last few folks uh, done before the end of the uh, extension period next week. But uh, we're, we're uh, wrapping up some customers from prior shows. We've, uh, we're making, uh, we've got started going to college fairs. So it's, it's been a busy time. Wow. Sounds like it. Well, yeah, college comes up this time of year. What are we talking about today? Well, Tony, what I want to talk about today is having a conversation on planning for college and looking at some of the landmines and pitfalls between the student uh, and having that successful college experience and the affordable college experience that they really want. The affordable part's really important to the parents. <laughs> yes, well, definitely. but that's the myth. Affordable. Uh, well, we're going to talk about that because affordable what you, college, what, those two words don't go together, I don't think, as far as I'm concerned. Well, let's see if we can work on that a little bit today, Tony, because for a lot of folks, you're exactly right. So what we want to do today is kind of just let people know that what they don't know about the process, and there's a lot to know, it can cost you tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars over the next 30 years. We're not just talking about the next four. We're talking about the next 30 years. Now, Lori and I were at a college fair recently uh, hosted by a local high school. I remember the parents walking out of a presentation on how to complete the FAFSA form the free application for federal student aid. I love the name of that form. Nightmare. The only, th- the only thing that's free and that is the form. That's it. <laughs> yeah. That, Nothing that else is FAFSA free. is a nightmare in my opinion, because especially the first time you do it, cause you have no idea what you're doing and it's a complicated mess. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so the, the, as, as folks are walking out, I'm, I'm listening to the conversations and the common consensus was it was confusing. And they were really concerned about getting the whole process right. Yep. And I'm sure you can, you can relate to that, Tony. Exactly. That's what we went okay. through a year ago with my son. Exactly. So that concern is well-founded. 
since the Department of Education reports that nearly 75% of all FAFSA applications have errors on them, and some of those errors can be very, very expensive. So we want to spend the next couple of shows talking about the role of the parents, the application process, the funding process, and most importantly, what the student has to do to have that positive college experience that launches them into that career that they want to pursue. Well, I I think it's a timely topic, obviously, uh, one that is going to probably strike some fear into the hearts of parents out there. Uh, And with one in college and two more to follow, I probably need to take some notes so my wife and I can improve on our situation and uh, on that first FAFSA experience, which was, uh, as I mentioned, not great. Uh, And I know there's a lot more to college planning than just FAFSA or savings. Uh, With so much to cover, where can we start? Well, first of all, Tony, you don't have to take any notes because your wife can always go back and listen to this show and she'll get the, the most out of it. Trust me. <laughs> True. <laughs> but let's let's start with a broad overview of the three major components of the process. You've got the academic, the social and the financial. Now, the academic part of the process is fairly straightforward. Colleges like to see four years of English, math, science, and social studies. Many also like to see at least two years of a foreign language. Uh, honors level classes like advanced placement courses can improve your, your college admission opportunity as well as give college credit that you, you won't have to pay for later. So if the student's high school offers AP classes and the student chooses not to enroll but are, but are more than academically capable, the admissions officers who review their applications will have questions as to whether or not the student is prepared and can handle their college curriculum. Yeah, so it's really important if you're capable to, to get the academics done to, to do it because they are paying attention. Now, the social aspect of college planning is also a little interesting. Colleges want to see students who are active in both school and community activities. So it's important for the student not only to join a club or participate in an activity, but they've got to be active in what they choose to become a member of. Colleges are much more concerned with quality when it comes to activities by the student than quantity. Students who jump from club to club and activity to activity without any real commitment or participation, that's not what the colleges are looking for. They're looking for students who show interest in two or three specific activities and focus on those. An entire list of clubs and or activities with no real participation is often referred to as list padding. That can be very detrimental when it comes to student to be accepted for admission. And the important takeaway here is just whatever group or organization you decide to to join, that student's got to be an active player in it. Well, and then there's the career planning portion of that social process, which often gets far less attention and effort than it actually needs. Uh, Prior to beginning their search for the best college, it's important for a student to determine a major or at least a general area of study that they want to go into. The decisions made while the student is still in high school do not necessarily need to be a final one. The typical college student will change their mind and their major twice. Yes, I said twice. Most most all other decisions student make students make while preparing for and attending college will be directly influenced by their career choice. And making a career choice while in high school is not really the objective here. However, determining career interests and arriving at an overall area of study is a good idea. And this allows the students to choose an institution that offers a program which is strong in the field that they've selected. 
For instance, if the student knows they would like to major in business but are not sure whether it may be accounting or marketing, they they should search for a college that offers an overall business program. By choosing a college major or at least a general area of study, the student also has a better idea of their debt management capabilities based on the future earnings potential of that chosen profession and any debt that the student may incur while attending college, most generally in the form of student loans, will either be considered manageable or unmanageable based on the student's future employment and earnings potential. Well, I, I know that it, you know, obviously the academic part of the process makes sense, but I'm sure people still un- unintentionally miss a few steps. Uh, so having a better idea of how this all works and how college, how they, how colleges view these activities, I know this is important. Our kids get so busy, and maybe they don't have to be in everything to make a, a good impression at college. Uh, a lot of parents I know and students maybe blow off early college planning since kids can change their minds. I know that's something my wife and I worried about with our kids, but I can see where having a general area of study narrowed down is going to be helpful in the financial long run. After all, the money here is significant. So show me the money, right? Absolutely. Uh, And so that's what we want to talk about. Last and certainly not least is the financial process. Now, Non-parent and non-student funding for college comes from generally three sources. The federal government's money, that's funding that's given, borrowed, or worked for, is passed to the institutions, and it's each institution's responsibility to distribute those government funds. Now, the institution also has their own money, and it usually comes from an endowment fund or some other sort of funding mechanism they have internal to the college. Endowment funds are the common way. They've got many different names. They may be called uh, tuition discounts. They may call them scholarships, grants, and they're basically a discount off the school's total cost of attendance. So the idea there is don't pay retail. Private sector money, it generally comes in the form of scholarships from clubs, organizations, foundations, things of that nature. And the federal government and the institutions are responsible for 97% of the college funding awarded annually, while private sector scholarships make up the remaining 3%. Look at that. And this is what we worry about. We see far too many parents and students spending 90% of their time chasing 3% of the money. Well, and when they look at financial aid, you know, they feel that most of that goes to students who need it the most, when actually it goes to those who best understand the workings of the system. Financial aid comes in many different forms. There's scholarships, grants, loans, work-study jobs, uh, tuition discounts and or reductions, and then there's endowment funds. Financial aid includes everything that makes up the difference between what the student and family pay out of pocket and the school's total cost for attendance. So this is great information. Now, I've got some more specific questions for you guys regarding this. Uh, a lot, actually, since I have a son in college and two more headed that way. But we're probably going to have to wait until our next segment. We have to take a quick break. Is there anything you want to share before we take this break? I do, Tony. Uh, What folks don't know about the college funding process could end up costing them thousands of dollars in tuition and potentially burden the student and the parent with excess amounts of student loans and parent loans. Think about this. The financial aid officer at the college works for the college. They don't work for you. It's his or her job to get the best student available with the parents paying the most money possible. 
So you don't have to do this alone. You need a financial professional with the experience and advanced training in college funding to be your guide through this phase of life. So visit our website, outlookfc.com, or go to our Facebook page at Outlook Financial Center. Give us a call at 937-552-9990. And for our listeners today, we're going to offer our complimentary college funding survival kit. You're a survivor, Tony. I know you are. (laughs) And as a part of this offer, we invite you to schedule a one-hour, no-cost, no-obligation consultation. We'll go over the survival kit, answer other questions you may have. And choosing to work with us here at Outlook Financial Center, we can help you navigate those waters so that at the end of the day, you're providing for your family, college education for your children, retirement, and your financial legacy. Sounds great. Thank you so much, Rob. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of Rob Burnett and Lori Gross right after this. Retirement can be both exciting and intimidating. At Outlook Financial Center, we have found many people fail to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. Since deciding when to file for your benefit is so important, our firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. If you would like a complimentary copy, call our office at 937-552-9990 or visit us at outlookfc.com to learn more. Welcome back to Financial Wellness Radio. I'm Lori Gross from the Outlook Financial Center, and joining me in the studio today is our CEO, Rob Burnett, and our co-host, Tony Shore. And I would like to thank everyone again for listening to us live on our podcast or streaming us on Troy Community Radio, WTJN 107.1 FM. This week on the show, we're talking about college planning landmines and the high cost of what you don't know. In the first segment of our show, we discussed the three major areas of college planning, the academic, the social, and the financial aspects of the college planning process. Yeah, and it's been a good one so far. I mean, there's so much to do for effective college planning. It reminds me of a show I saw where uh, this guy had multiple plates spinning all at once simultaneously (laughs) on the top of rods. You guys have probably seen that. And watching him start and then keep all of them spinning without falling to the ground and breaking was uh, amazing, but a little exhausting. Just while I got, uh, I started to sweat just watching it. Um, But uh, my previous college planning experience felt exactly the same way. Too many plates in the air, too many things you had to keep spinning. Uh, So I know you guys help parents like me. How does that work? How can you help us? Well, Tony, many parents will engage a college coach to assist and guide the entire college planning process. Getting into college can be a competitive business, especially if your student is aiming for a top tier school. Bringing a college coach on board to help them navigate all aspects of the college planning process could increase their odds of gaining entry into their dream university. And depending on which college or university your son or daughter wants to attend, the coaching process of working with a student can begin as early as middle school for them. And in addition to covering the academics and the extracurricular activities, a college coach can also discuss the financial aspects of choosing a college and then develop a long-term strategy for getting the best financial aid officer possible. So when you use Outlook Financial Center as your coach, we work one-on-one in person and we also work with our clients online. We make other specialists available as needed so you're always getting the help you have to have to be successful. All the costs are fully disclosed up front. So that at the end of the day, we want your college student and you to have that successful college experience. Well, I, I've seen programs like that advertised, but I'm not sure 
what they include exactly or what it might cost. Uh, can you shed some light on that for us, Lori? Sure. Uh, the fees can vary widely and based on the coaching or consulting firm that you choose and the suite of services that your student needs. Some coaches charge hourly, others charge a flat fee when you when you purchase a coaching package. And hourly charges can easily run $200 or more, while packages can range from $1,000 for a basic coaching service up to $10,000 for more comprehensive services. And in one extreme case, a family was charged $1.5 million by a coaching firm to help their student gain admissions to an Ivy League school. So paying an additional $10,000 for coaching services may strain your budget if you're already planning to spend thousands of dollars to cover tuitions, fees, and other costs of attendance. But on the other hand, spending $1,000 for uh, college coaching may be well within your budget. And Tony, at, at Outlook Financial Center, our base program cost is less than the $1,000 that Lori just mentioned, and we do provide discounts to families with multiple children. But the real question is this, is the college coach worth the investment? That's my question to you right now, Rob. It's a it's a great I'm question. It needs to be addressed spot. right up front. There you go. Put me on that spot. I'm good with that. A college coach can help students determine which areas they need to focus on to make themselves attractive candidates for admissions, but ultimately it's up to the student to do the work. I want to just take a moment to think about that. You're making yourself attractive to the university. You're not begging the university to please let me come study there. You want them to want you. Uh, isn't that an old song? Mm -hmm. I want you to yeah, want me. Cheap trick reference. Yeah, except this this trick isn't cheap. This is expensive. <laughs> this is college. But you want to make yourself attractive to the school. So the student's willingness to handle the necessary legwork and follow the coach's plan, that's going to influence if they're, if they're going to be able to get into the schools they want to get into. And a coach could also be useful in developing strategies that you and your student might overlook or not be aware of if you're trying to do it yourself. And weighing that investment against the quality and cost of a degree at your student's top school matters. For example, earning a degree for Har from Harvard could help your student enter the workforce at an average starting salary of 150 grand. Now, that's a payoff that may be well worth a $10,000 fee for a college coach. On the other hand, if they're interested in a school whose grads earn a 50,000 starting salary, your return on investment is going to shrink pretty quickly. So in the college planning process, I caution everybody, don't let your emotions and unrealistic desires get in the way of what is basically a financial decision, much like what a business would do when evaluating a capital purchase. So, uh, wow. I mean, that sounds very, very helpful, obviously. Now, uh, it's an interesting uh, point. Uh, too often, I don't think we consider business-like decisions that we need to make in this whole college planning process. Uh, that is until we have to write the check. So, unfortunately, yeah. though, our guys, our time for this segment is almost up. Is there anything you want to share before we take another quick break here? Well, as we said before, what you don't know could cost you a lot in the college planning process. Uh, the rules are constantly changing. They're constantly being updated. Uh, and nobody has, takes the time to sit down and read the rules over Department of Education. So you don't have to do that alone. This is where you need someone like us a college coach, financial planner, and advisor who can put all the answers together for you, working with you and showing your student the right path to go on. So give us a call at 937-552-9990 and receive our complimentary college funding survival kit. You can also go to our website at outlookfc.com 
or our Facebook page at Outlook Financial Center. We want to sit down with you. We're going to offer a one hour, no cost, no obligation consultation. We'll go over the kit with you, answer your questions and see how we might lead you and your student toward that path of the college experience that everyone really wants. Awesome. The College Funding Survival Kit. I like it. And it sounds like something a lot of us parents out there could use. Thanks for that. And we're going to be right back with more of Financial Wellness Radio with our amazing hosts, Rob Burnett and Lori Gross, right after this. When you lose a spouse, you are faced with a whirlwind of emotions and decisions. Finances are the last thing on your mind. At Outlook Financial Center, we focus on making life transitions easier. That is why we've put together a helpful guide that focuses on what women should do before they lose their spouse. Give us a call at 937-552-9990 or outlookfc.com to get your copy. Life transitions are never easy, but we can help. And welcome back to our last segment for this episode of Financial Wellness Radio. I am your co-host, Tony Shore, and our hosts, of course, are Rob Burnett and Lori Gross of Outlook Financial Center. In, in previous shows, you've talked about how to choose an investment advisor or financial planner. So what should we look for in a college planner or college coach? Well, you know, that's a great question, Tony. Uh, even for parents with a working knowledge of the various college savings accounts, uh, putting your plans into action can still feel really overwhelming. So as we've been discussing, the money is important, but it's not the only thing that, that we should be paying attention to. Hiring a, tr- a trusted professional can take a lot of the pressure off the parents who are already managing busy lives. But Tony, choosing that professional can feel like an equally daunting and confusing task. There are a lot of people out there who claim to be experts, many of whom have official sounding designations after their names. There are also a lot of horror stories about parents getting scammed out of hundreds or thousands of dollars by professionals who did not perform as advertised. So here's a primer on some of the more credible college designations you may want to consider if you're shopping for help. So let's start with some of the more uh, common ones that people have seen. We're going to talk about registered financial consultants, uh, certified financial planners, uh, chartered financial consultants, and personal financial uh, analysts. These are some of the most commonly recognized designations in the uh, financial arena. Each one of them to have significant educational requirement, 18 to 24 months worth of education. They have significant experience requirements, typically three to four years before you can even sit for the exams or get your certification. However, even with all of that, none of them have specific exhaustive training in college planning. The professionals with those designations, that's a great place to start, but they've got to have those additional credentials and training in college planning to be a good choice for a college coach or be someone like us, we're members of the National Association of College Admissions Counseling. Uh, You can't just sign up for that and get it overnight. You have to prove yourself, you go through a vetting process before they'll actually let you become a member of that organization. So have those kinds of advanced credentials. Well, another one to look at is Certified College Planning Specialist, or CCPS. While the title itself sounds fairly impressive and useful, the actual background and training of these individuals can vary widely. Uh, To get licensed according to the National Institute of Certified College Planners website, an advisor only needs to hold any type of financial license. That's not any specific type, it's any type. 
since many of the acceptable financial licenses do not even require a college degree, it's advisable to use an advisor with this designation only if they have more extensive training and credentials. If they hold the designation and are not a licensed stockbroker or investment advisor, they legally should not be giving you investment advice. And that kind of leads us into the next uh, place where people will work with us, either stockbrokers or registered representatives. Now, these are typically investment professionals that work for a brokerage firm, you know, like a Merrill Lynch and, and folks like that. Their training and licensure primarily covers investment principles and may have little or no training in actual financial planning. This doesn't make them bad people. It's just not where they're trained. They may be helpful in saving for college, but are limited in what they can recommend by what is available at the brokerage house. Well, and we also want to look at certified public accountants. While most CPAs do not have specific investment advice, uh, they're, they're invaluable in maximizing your college-related tax benefits. Many things like the HOPE Scholarship and the Lifetime Learning Credit, as well as the Section 529 and Education IRA withdrawals, have complex tax rules associated with them. So even if you're already using a trusted CFP or registered representative to help you manage your college investments, these individuals are usually prohibited by law from giving you any tax advice. Using a CPA in conjunction with one of these other professionals will help you make will help make sure that you maximize your your tax deductions and your credits. And one other area you might see, I don't see this very often, but every once in a while I do, you have somebody will hold themselves out as a professional FAFSA preparer. Now, there's no one designation needed for someone to get uh, paid for helping someone complete their FAFSA form. Virtually anyone can extend themselves out to the general public as a professional FAFSA preparer. And that can be a little scary because you don't know what they know and what they don't know. If you truly feel like you need help filling out the FAFSA form, considering taking your uh, the whole FAFSA form to your tax preparer or your financial planner for help, a part of the base program that we offer, we give all of our clients a line-by-line -line answer key on how to enter the FAFSA so it's going to be done right the first time. And if they're applying to a top-tier school, and they have to do a, what's called a CSS profile in addition to the FAFSA, we give those clients those answer keys as well. Once again, we don't want any mistakes in the FAFSA end up costing them an enormous amount of money over the long run. Right. And I think this is really important. I mean, obviously, uh, you guys are giving us a lot of great information. I can see the necessity of working with uh, a college coach. Uh, unfortunately, our time is just about up for this week's show. Is there anything else you want to add before we go today? Well, Tony, I hope the college planning conversation was educational and provided answers to questions our listeners are wondering about. As I said, what you don't know about the college funding process could cost you tens to hundreds of thousands of dollars, not just in the four years of college, but over the next 30 if you're burdened with student loans, parent loans, and things of that nature. It's just remember, that financial aid officer is a very important person in the process, but they don't work for you. They work for the college. They want to get the most out of the, you and the most out of uh, your parents and have them pay the least and still get the best student available. So just understand we, we that's the system we're working within. You don't have to do it alone. So give us a call at 937-552-9990 and ask for our complimentary college funding survival kit. And while you're there and on the phone with us, ask for an appointment so we can do a one hour, no cost, no obligation consultation. We'll go over the kit with you 
answer your questions and see how we might be of service to getting you toward that college experience, both financially affordable and educationally rewarding so that student can go off into the career of their dreams. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, great show today. This is a, this is an important topic. We're going to have to revisit this one again. I, I know there's a lot to it, but we're out of time for today's show. That does it for today's episode of Financial Wellness Radio with Rob Burnett and Lori Gross. Thank you for listening to Financial Wellness Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Rob Burnett or Lori Gross at Outlook Financial Center. Call 937-552-9990 or visit their website at outlookfc.com. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Wellness Investment Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio. Insurance products and services are offered through Outlook Financial Center, LLC. Wellness Investment Advisors, LLC and Outlook Financial Center, LLC are affiliated companies. Rob Burnett and Outlook Financial Center are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made at as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.